to talk about NASCAR. Let's do that NASCAR. Let's do that NASCAR. You are listening to the Tandem Draft, a NASCAR podcast presented by the Tom Yee Experience. Hello, Griffin. Hello, Tommy. Hello, everybody else. Thank you for listening to the Tandem Draft. Probably our biggest episode ever today. Uh, yeah, we did, have a lot. There, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Despite, uh, yeah, except for the tutorials, those were a lot of boring stuff. This is probably our biggest episode of like stuff that's pretty relevant to what's happening uh, in the season. We got to mm-hmm. we got to recap Vegas. We got to look ahead to Phoenix. There was stuff that happened this week. Um, and then uh, double episode because right when this episode releases, we're releasing our Bubba Wallace uh, drive or race uh, Netflix documentary. We're reviewing that. So if, when you're done with this, listen to that. Um, we got a lot to do, Griff. Yeah, we're going to be here a while. But we need to start with uh, my new career venture. I'm going to be a professional racer. And it has already started incredibly swimmingly from all that I've heard. Well, yes and no. Uh, getting the setup was incredible. Uh, it was, it's awesome. It feels realistic. It's very cool. It's the most realistic racing game I've ever played in my entire life. Uh, one time I went and met Kyle Petty when I was little and they had a racing simulator. And this is more advanced than that, obviously, because that was like 15 years ago. But it's so cool. I have not raced real people yet, only robots, because I don't trust myself yet. And I, I can't wait for you to come over and try it. Uh, you are unable because you are under the weather, which is why we're doing this remote again. Yeah, I, I felt like paying you. You know, you, you had your remote episode last week, so I decided, you know, I'll, right. just, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more. Yeah, absolutely. But we, yeah. but we have all the technology this time, so it's not going to sound stupid and dumb. <laughs> actually, it'll, it'll still sound stupid and dumb but that's mostly from my voice this yeah. time <laughs> true touche touche <laughs> uh but yes i racing is uh is has entered the entered the chat down here in the studio slash basement slash man cave um and i'm hoping that i get good enough to where maybe we got some online stuff coming up maybe stream some stuff i don't know but we'll see uh but that's where we had to start today very excited about it. Um, Griff, Vegas. Yes, Vegas. What a weekend. Uh, we saw three winners because there were three races. Chandler mm-hmm. Smith, Ty Gibbs, uh, Alex Bowman, Bowman the showman. So very eventful, and it started with the truck race. I did not watch the truck race. I was otherwise occupied. You have the full report of the truck series. All righty. So... Truck Series, as always, a very entertaining event that happens. Um, there is a lot of strange, uh, strange occurrences, I'd say. Um, one of the one of the biggest ones was uh, Kyle Busch 
uh, during this, you know, of course, Kyle Busch is in a truck race, so we're all going to just assume that he's going to win it. Right. Um, he really, I mean, pretty much everybody had a shot at him this race. Like there, he didn't have like the far and beyond dominant truck where he's just driving away from the field every restart. Um, at some point during the race, uh, he left his teammate Chandler Smith out to dry and went for the lead himself. And ultimately, that was his undoing on the final restart, which which Chandler uh, repaid him the favor to take the victory. But um, in this race, too, uh, Christian Eckes, uh, who won this uh, the race in September or October at Las Vegas, um, he was leading and Kyle Busch wrecked him. Uh, at least at first, uh, it was assumed that Kyle Busch just wrecked him for the lead. But when you look down the back straightaway, uh, uh, Christian Eckes just kind of Turned down in front of Kyle Busch. He just tried to block him when he's already at his quarter panel and wrecked himself. Um, so, yeah, people were just kind of eliminating themselves. They didn't want to win this race. Um, but, yeah, at the end, uh, after that last restart, um, Chandler Smith ended up taking it. But a uh, little bit of controversy uh, towards the end of the race, too. Yeah. Apparently, uh, no, of course, no footage of this because Fox, thank you. <laughs> um, but Spencer Boyd had a crash, um, on this with two laps to go and they didn't call a caution because nobody could see him and they raced two laps without, you know, knowing he's there. turns out he had a, he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, like he had to go to the hospital and he was just sitting there while trucks are racing around him. And, hmm. Yeah. Probably going like 140 miles an hour. That's yeah, safe. I mean, like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's unexpected. It's not excusable in any possible way. That right. is not something that the the third highest uh, uh, stock car racing series in the world should be operating itself. So um, I don't know how tracks were, uh, who reports that kind of thing to the tower to call a caution, but I can't imagine that nobody saw him sitting like, yeah, that's like insane. Kind of towards the, I, I believe it was on the backstretch in some place, but somebody had to have seen it like, Right. I mean, they sure? they call cautions when a guy goes sideways even a little bit just right. to be safe. You know, it's weird that this one instance they did not. Did it benefit yeah. anybody like I in particular so. no. that they didn't or because nobody really knew exactly when it happened either because we just saw the car after the race and it was wrecked. So we assumed it happened coming to the checkered flag or something. Um, so I don't think. I don't think it would have benefited anybody. I mean, it was a fun battle for the win between Zane and Chandler. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure if it really changed. If they had called the caution at the time, we would have gotten another restart. And ultimately that would have been, you know, no complaints about a late, late, late race restart because we already had one, but ultimately the safety of the drivers is what's most important. And that's really inexcusable. So. Yeah. Do we have I, a, I, do we have a, like, do we have a report on him? Is he okay? He's or? good. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, his, his, at least as of now, he's still planning on going to Atlanta in two weeks for the next truck race. So, okay. That's good. Um, nothing was broken, he, but I believe he either dislocated his shoulder. I believe was what I had heard, but still like, you know, you don't want that to, yeah, that kind of puts a sour note. So uh, NASCAR is having a, they've had some meetings uh, as of yesterday to ensure that this doesn't happen again, but at the same, like, I'm still just very surprised. Like, right. I didn't know that this was something that could still happen. I had, yeah, with I don't cameras know how, everywhere. There's officials all over the place. How did everybody miss place. this? Yeah. yeah. How, do we, how do we miss this? Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Uh, Zane Smith uh, disqualified. Yes. Did I read? Uh, because of a lug nut situation. It didn't. Uh, the way he put it on Twitter, 
made it seem like it was not his fault whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So it seems like there. It seems like he's alluding to the fact that the lug nuts that are available at the track for the teams to use are not always a hundred percent legal, which is concerning. Yeah. That. Yeah. I don't know where they're getting lug nuts from. I have no idea how that process works. Um. But if they don't have enough legal lug nuts, let's not take away spots from people. Like. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, and he 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 was in the top five, was he not? Yeah, he finished second, yeah. So he finished second, but ends up being disqualified, so he didn't even finish yep. the race. Yeah. And right. that sucks for him, young guy. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, one, he was, would have been probably the points leader since he won the right. race at Daytona, so. Yeah. That stings. At least he's in the, he's in the playoffs no matter what, because he won. Right. But, but still, still like yeah. Takes away, yeah. takes away points. Yeah, especially if it's a, if it really is a situation where it's not his fault, it's not something that he can control. That's right. another thing that maybe we should look into uh, discovering of what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never seen at the same time, too. Like, I've never seen it, it seems like they're being a little more strict than they usually have, because I don't recall them calling a lug nut penalty like this previously hmm. and looking up, you know, how many threads every lug nut has. Sure. But, I mean, if they're going to do that, ensure that the lug nuts are available, because if Zane Smith is right, then that's another large problem that needs to be Big addressed. Problem. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, we'll keep our eyes on that when we get a report of some sort. We'll probably revisit that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but yes, Chandler Smith is your winner, passes Kyle Busch. Uh, I'm sure he had plenty of words to say about that, but uh, there's more words coming from Kyle Busch in this episode. Don't you? Well, at least worry. This, he, at least he took this one well because it was his car that. Won. Right. Yeah. Run, so, so he still got paid. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's good. Yes. Now the Xfinity race. This was wild. Probably yes. the longest first stage in NASCAR history <laughs> took forever. There was a snow delay yeah. in in Las Vegas. Yeah, there were they you. were coming around. It was a, it was they were going around on, on a under caution, which we'll get to why there was a caution in a second here. But they were going around, and I don't know who the driver and the crew chief or the spotter was, but the driver kind of goes, "Is it is it snowing?" <laughs> And the spotter yeah, the, goes, yup. Yep. <laughs> it's like, here yep. we are. So they had to bring him down pit road. Now, the reason why there was a caution is because there was a little bit of controversy on the track, Griff. Yeah. So uh, Ty Gibbs Ty Gibbs drove through Ryan C. Like, that's Straight up. really, the, that, that, Straight that's really up. what happened. Yeah. Uh, Ty Gibbs is a very aggressive driver, which... It's good for him because if it, you're not first it, or last, it <laughs> yeah, turns out it worked out pretty good for him yeah, on this day. Sure. But uh, yeah, this is like less than 10 laps into the race, and he just dri- drives through Ryan Sieg and wrecks him uh, blatantly. We just, I mean, again, he's not he didn't do it on purpose, but like you know, give and take. Let's let's not wreck people, let's not move people out of the way in the first stage of an Xfinity series race yeah. at Las Vegas. So during this, um, yeah, during the snow <laughs> break, they had a little conversation on pit road. Yeah. And Ryan Teague was like, they asked him, if, I think it was, um, it was uh, Jamie Little yeah. that asked, is this thing over? Like, is this controversy over? He was like, no, no, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no, it's not. not. Uh, Ty Gibbs said that he apologized and, and uh, Ryan wasn't having it, which I understand he had just gotten wrecked, you know? Yeah. Right. So they finally go back racing and Ryan C tried to tried to hit Ty Gibbs, tried to put pin Ty Gibbs up against the wall. Yeah. And missed 
and wrecked himself and yeah. took out uh, another car along the way. He made he made contact with Ty Gibbs, kind of, but barely like, that's touched. Real, his, that's like really yeah. all you could call it. Barely touched his fender. Like in didn't the, even the, cause a rub or anything. The biggest technicality. He did touch <laughs> his car with his own car. Correct. Um, kind of ruined Brett Moffat's day in that because he got smashed up into the wall, which sucks uh, when you take somebody else out too. Yeah, and then so it just reminded me of uh, Michigan 2012 with Landon Castle and Danica Patrick when Danica tried to wreck Landon, yeah. and she wrecked herself, and then Landon says the first rule of stock car racing is if you're gonna wreck somebody. Don't wreck yourself. Right. So, unfortunately, Ryan Sieg on this day did not uh, did oh, not uh, succeed in his goal and ended up wrecking himself. I and mean, wouldn't you know incredible. it? You know who wins the race? Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs wins the race. Yeah, in uh, spite of his, everything. Yeah, and of in course, his... in victory lane, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that's my bad. I didn't mean right. it right." But yeah, it doesn't it matter. Is... He won. Like, <laughs> well, hang on. Let's not say in victory lane because it was on the front stretch. All right, on the front stretch. Yes, I'm sorry. Dumb. Which we will say yeah. every single week on this podcast. Yep, we will dumb. say it is still dumb. Yep. He did Just wait until somebody else chants something weird from the crowd, and you know, right. have another round yeah. of bumper stickers for people's old F-150s. Whatever. By the way, uh, yes. I was in Georgia last week, um, yep. and. I wish the amount of I'm just gonna call them LGB flags. <laughs> yep. Yep. I wish the amount that I saw was less than what I could count on one hand. <laughs> um, my thing is, if I were named Brandon right now, I'd have a nice little boost of I'd be I feel encouraged like everywhere I go. Yeah. Like what? If I if my name were Brandon, I'd move to the south. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Go me. Like, huh. Go yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, that's that not me feel what, good. That's not what it means. No, it, no <laughs> it's not. Uh, but lo and behold, sorry, I'm watching. Let me bring you into my world here. All right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on this basketball game where I have the total of 125 and a half points I need to go over. We're sitting at 125. Oh, how, mu- how, how long left? It's over. Oh. <laughs> So I'm sad. Are you serious? Yes. That's just what happened. I just lost by half oh. of a point. Oh. That's gambling, what, baby. What are the odds? Uh, Responsibly. Well, minus 110 were about the odds. Okay. But. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, yes. Uh, let's go Brandon Flags. If, yeah. If, I, if my name was Brandon and I was completely oblivious to everything, the South would be where I would want to be. I would agree. Um, yes. However... We were there when this all took place in Talladega. Yeah. I don't like I, I don't like being a part of history. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I was considering getting some flags to put down here like on the walls and stuff for when we do start to do more video things. Yeah. That was not one of them. Yeah, no no, that's not going to be one of the flags. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh anyways, Ty Gibbs front stretch did apologize for uh what he did to Ryan Siege. And he did seem genuine, but I really want to know what his response would have been if he did not win the race. You know, like what if he didn't win the race? Would he have said that he was sorry? It's it's one of them racing deals. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's just that's just racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we had a little bit of drama, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think that one's over. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think any of them. Like obviously, Ty Gibbs is not gonna hunt down Ryan Sieg. Or any, re- I think Ty Gibbs was going to give Ryan Sieg some space for the time being. 
I don't think Ryan Sieg is going to, you know, go out of his way to hunt down Ty Gibbs. However, if they cross, if they're put in the position. Like, let's say we're at, uh, we're at Dirt Bristol. You know, he's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect opportunity. You know, yeah. like Dirt hey, Bristol. Hey, Ty, remember? Yeah. Dirt just, Bristol. You know, he's not getting around. any room. Uh, yeah, like a Martinsville situation. Yeah, coming it, around the corner. Oh, I hit you accidentally. Something we're where, gonna see somewhere yeah. where they're not going two hundred miles an hour. You no. can yeah, see we, a little bit he's of. He's not gonna. He's not gonna turn Ty Gibbs out of the pack at Talladega. Right. No. Uh, yeah, that would just be very reckless and dangerous. But yes. when you're going, when you're going like sixty or seventy around the corner at Martinsville, uh, or yeah. you're or you're slowing down for 100, 110 at at Richmond. Yeah. That's where I would see it happen. Send him for a ride. You yeah. know? Send him for think, a ride. Think about what he's done. Yes. So little old school racing, which I love. I yeah. love when there's I, contact. I like, I like I'll, I'll watch some beef. Love beef. Uh, beef, it's what's for dinner, quite frankly. Yeah. That would have been the perfect time for this to happen. Yes. Speaking of beef, transition time, cup race, we had two more Hendrick teammates going for the win, and mm-hmm. this time Kyle Larson decided to play nice. Yeah. Well... I feel at this time Jeff Gordon had some uh, had some influence. Obviously, I don't yeah. think he w- he wasn't gonna you know run Alex into the fence. Right. I'm sure it weighed on his mind a little bit. Like, hey, let's not do you know, let's just give him a little extra room. Obviously, he didn't give him the win or anything. No, no, absolutely the, not. Because the talk from Jeff absolutely weighed on both of yeah. like, the entire team. And uh, let's right, just not take each other out. Yeah, and right there, like in that moment, Bowman had a way faster car. So yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but earlier, uh, I shouldn't have started with the end of the race because we do need to talk about the race. Early on, Tyler Reddick looked really, really good. He always does. Yeah. yeah. Tyler always looks pretty good. He's very quietly very, very good. We haven't yeah. seen like a like the dominance from Richard Childers racing since yeah. a very, very long time. Yeah. And now they got two guys that are, well, I would I would put Tyler Reddick a little bit better than Austin Dillon, quite frankly. Yeah. Tommy, are you talking about the race from the week before? Am I? You might be. You might be. I swear, I saw Tyler Reddick up front on Sunday. He <laughs> was on. It was a. California. I know he was dominate. I know he was yeah. dominant in California, but he was up front on Sunday, wasn't he? I know Ross Chastain was. Ross Chastain was too. Yeah. Which I was going to. I don't even remember next. what Tyler Reddick did on this race. He finished I've... seventh. Oh, okay. He was up there. He impressed okay. me two weeks in a row. That's why I'm kind of bringing up. I gotcha. Name. I don't you know? remember what happened this morning. So I accidentally <laughs> had two bowls of cereal because I forgot that I had the first one. So, yes, uh, that's completely fair. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Ross Chastain was going to be my next point because there's yep. another car you don't really see up front a lot. Yeah. We saw the yeah. 99 last week mm-hmm. for track. And now the one this now week. we see the one this week. So my point in all of this was these guys who are not Hendrick and not Penske and not uh Haas, Stuart Haas, we're mm-hmm. seeing up front now. Yeah. Roush Fenway, we're seeing a couple new cars up there. Yeah. Uh we're seeing cars that we don't normally see at the front at the front. And I think it's because of these new cars. Absolutely. Yes. And we're going to our first like the shortest race of the year so far. Our yes. shortest track. Yeah. Absolutely. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be so much fun. It, it's this is- it's to the point where it's unpredictable, you know? Yeah. Like we don't anybody we don't, win. we don't know who's gonna win Phoenix. We don't know what's going to happen at Atlanta. It's a completely different car. It's everything's completely different. So that was my main point. Tyler Reddick looked good. He finished seventh. Blah blah blah. So at the end of the race, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman and William Byron all took two tires 
after Kyle Busch had been up front. He's up front by a lot. Late He's about ca- to win the race. About yeah. to win the race. Late caution comes out. Samantha Bush has a hissy fit on top of Kyle Busch's Which was box. Very funny. Yes. Uh, Bubba Wallace has the craziest move. Of the- While he wrecks himself in the inside wall, he does not like just this door. Yeah. Uh, Eric Jones on the front straightaway when he's at a stop, he moves out of the way. It was right. like the smoothest move ever. We've had, uh, we've, we've had three races this season and all three races, Bubba Wallace has not finished with a right front fender. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What are the odds? Yeah. And Phoenix, uh, who knows? I, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Just uh, leave that front fender on there. Yeah. Please. So we got a last, right. We're coming to a, is it, was it a green white checkered? Was it overtime? Yes. Yeah. yeah it was overtime. All the Hendrick boys, well, the three of the four Hendrick boys that were in contention, mm. Chase did end up finishing in the top 10. But yep. uh, William Byron, Alex Bowman, and Kyle Larson all took two tires. It seems like everybody else took four. That was mm-hmm. the difference. Bowman gets the, he he led the last lap of the race, and he wins the race. Mm-hmm. And you know who was very upset about it? Kyle Bush. Can I please read the quote? You can read the quote. Now, am I, is this a family show? What are we? Uh, uh, you can say it. Fear, okay. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Wait, I can. You're beep not it. responsible for. Don't. I don't know who's listening to this in a professional environment. But I think whatever. I could beep it. I'm gonna try to beep it when you say it. <laughs> All right. So this was picked up on his radio. Uh, Jeff Gluck tweeted this out, uh, which has since been made into a T-shirt by Alex Bowman. Need it. Kyle Bush. The same fucking guy who backs into every fucking win that he ever fucking gets backs into another fucking win. Bullshit. I beeped the it. The best. Did you hear the beeps? <laughs> I heard. I, I think I did. I don't know how okay. they, I don't know where they were, but. When you listen to this back, it sounds incredible. <laughs> it does? <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. We got to use that more often. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Kyle Bush throwing a hissy fit because a race that he quote unquote should have won, he didn't. Uh, yep. Because there was a late caution, which cautions happen. People wreck. It's a sport. It happens. I mean, I get I get him being, I'd be mad too. If he only took two tires, he might have won. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And but, Alex Bowman is in the top tier or top level of the racing circuit in NASCAR yeah. because he's good at what he does. Yes. So what do you want? Yeah. I mean, they talked uh, this week. Uh, Bowman said that they talked about it. Kyle apologized. He's like, I, you know, I, I have no problem with like, they don't have a problem with each other. Yeah. Kyle's just pissed. He doesn't win. And honestly, great for the sport. Great I love for that. the sport. Great I love the, this. Yeah. I don't want like, yes, say stuff like that. It, yeah. you're, like you're not, you're not calling him ugly and telling him that his wife sucks. Like, you know, you're just like, you're, you're, you're just mad that you didn't win the race. Like, right. that's fine. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. You so, know, that's fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I've I got en- a laugh out of it. I enjoy it, it too. I want beef. I love it. Beef. I love it's beef for dinner. Yeah, uh, at least. But this isn't even beef, so it's fine. Yeah, this is, this is like a salad, or a hot dog. Yeah, eh, there's no, there's, there's too much beef in a hot dog. There's no beef here. Okay, just salad. Just a salad. It's right. a McDonald's salad with no nutritional value. McDonald's salad, no nutritional value. Good point. Top five: Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, Kyle Busch, and William Byron. So there's your top five. Uh, and I believe uh, Eric Almirola gets his third uh, top 10 in a row. Only one to get it in the first two races. And the only one, of course, to get it in three. Very quietly, too. Oh, so there's He's your the... champion, Eric Almirola. He's going <laughs> to. Can you imagine a walk off championship by Eric Almirola? It would only it would only be the best if he does it without winning a race. <laughs> 
like the Matt Crafton move, winning the winning through the playoffs without yeah. winning. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, it's not impossible. Like that's what's great. Like it, there is a, a very real chance Eric Alvarola wins the title. Like yeah, there's no reason to say that he can't. Yeah, it's especially with everybody everything being so easy. He's the last Stuart Haas driver to win a race. Yeah, so I'm pick, I'm uh, Here, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the standings right now. Kyle Larson up top. He leads uh, Martin Truex Jr. by six points. Uh, Joey Logano is three behind that. Austin Sindrick is one behind that. And uh, I believe Kyle Busch is one behind him. And then Eric Almarola is sitting in sixth in the Love point it. standing. So he's right yeah. there. Good. Yeah. Good on him. Uh, Bubba in the in the tenth spot of yes, the standing. Is. So that's top ten. Top yes, 10. sir. And and the season right now. Hello. Which, by the way, another reminder, after you're listening to this podcast, listen to the Bubba Race uh, review that we're going to put out right after this one. So, uh, final thoughts for Vegas. It was fun. I like Vegas. I like that track. Yep. It's a good track, especially with a good car. Um, Wide open spaces. We saw passing. We saw strategy. We saw an exciting finish. Uh, We saw confusion. We saw a lot of great stuff. I love a lot. And, and, but you know what? The best part about going to Phoenix is we're not going to hear any more gambling puns until we go back <laughs> to Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. And maybe in a couple years when gambling is just all over the place, it won't be a thing. Nah, no, it, it never will. Yeah. It will it always, will always then, be a then, thing. Then, yeah, what? Right. then what do they have? Nothing. And they won't even have a track. That's a good point. Yeah. They probably, <laughs> yeah. We like that track, so they might take it away. Why don't they do it for Kansas? Kansas literally has a casino in turn two. Isn't Can- Kansas? Dover has a casino. Come on. Kansas and Vegas are kind of similar in a way because they're yeah. wide open, mile and a half, yeah. right? Yeah, they're, they're the exact same layout of the trioval. Yeah. Not like Chicago that has the curved back straightaway. So, yeah, they're like. Yeah. yeah. You know, if only we had a circuit where it was just a complete circle, like everybody had to turn all the time. And I wonder if we could get a track like that somewhere. You got one on iRacing. Account comes I with do. your subscription. I do. Hey, oh, <laughs> uh, fun. I can't, I can't wait for you to come over and play. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait to drive the Indy car at Chicago and end up as a catch fence ornament. I'm going to try. Okay. After this is all done, I think I might try that because <laughs> I have not, I have not driven the Indy car yet. Yeah. I was about to add, does, does, does an Indy car have a clutch? Yes. I feel like they wouldn't. Yeah. It's paddled. Yeah, Pat. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. You're going to be fine. Okay. It's going to be, you're going to pick up on it pretty easily. And then you're going to go get a, a, a manual car and drive that around. Here's what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to buy another car until I absolutely need to. <laughs> oh my God. Uh oh. This is brought to you by not buying a car. Not buying a car. It's the easiest way to avoid. A car dealership. Yes. Uh, would you like to elaborate, or are we moving on? Oh yeah, I just don't like. I don't like buying a car. I don't like spending money. I don't like car salesmen. Shout out to all the car salesmen out there. I don't like you or your car. <laughs> <laughs> but, there you have it. Uh, proud owner of a 2016 Malibu Hybrid. Hello. Ooh, so, hybrid. Yeah it it uh, it runs all electric in a drive-through. I found out today, and. I thought my car died. Oh, it turns the engine, off. It turns the engine off. cut out, and then it was just coast. I'm like, what is happening? And then I accelerated, and it really went because it was all electric at the time. So I'm now in the future. 
Let's bring hybrids to NASCAR. Okay. All right. Congratulations uh, on your Malibu. Thank you. Um, all right. Moving on. Wrapping up from Vegas. Uh, we have some sad stuff to bring up really quick. Todd Gillen Racing Hauler, uh, the driver uh, of the hauler. David Gillen. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm sorry. Todd has not Todd has not inherited the t- <laughs> Yes. David Gillen, I'm sorry. This is this is terrible. Let's just <laughs> This is ba- okay. This is sad. David Gillen yes. racing. Uh Hauler taking an Arca car to Phoenix. Bad accident and and yep. he passed away. Uh they, have you I saw the picture it was not good. Absolutely grisly. Um from what it sounds like, uh, the hauler driver rear-ended a another motorist in a way, and the and things happened. But yeah. looks like there might have been a fire, and it it was just a yeah. an absolutely grisly scene. It's the kind of thing that they'd show on the news, and they'd say, "Hey, just so you know, the following pictures may be upsetting." Yeah. Um, there were some other passengers within the uh with the uh, uh David Gilliland hauler, um, that were. Uh, that survived the incident. Uh, unfortunately, the driver was the casualty. The other uh, members of the other in the other vehicle uh, also survived. But yeah, just really sad. I mean, you you obviously have no idea. Obviously, even if even if it's the guy that's at fault, like you don't know that he he didn't do this on purpose. Like this just right. sucks. Like it's yeah. just a sad, a super sad thing. Um, you don't want to lose any people. Right. And uh, you know- and, and like this is a small operation like it's david gilliland you know like he's running this thing he obviously has sponsors but this isn't rick hendrick with his with like a huge fleet of like this is this is going to hurt that operation yeah which is just a sad thing because you know from all intents and purposes like that's just a a a good group of people like definitely that that one would assume so and you never really think about the haulers going cross country to get to the racetrack you know yeah like you never hear about it you rarely even see them on the road, you know. We right. said we followed uh, Ryan Blaney's hauler into Talladega. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, but th- that was the first time I had ever seen a hauler in the wild, like on the road. Mm-hmm. You never think about it. You just assume like the track, like the cars are just there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know that they track, but you never, th- you never consider it. Like, yeah. And in recent years, we've had like I know like I think it was Ryan Priest's hauler when he was in the thirty-seven car might have had a fire. Like they've been there's some small incidences, but I mean the amount of miles that these guys put on there, you know, it's amazing the things that they do. They're truly right. like unsung hero. Like because you have people driving every you have forty Cup cars going across the country, then forty Xfinity cars going across the country, then thirty some trucks, then plus Arca car and like it's an unbelievable undertaking. Yeah. Like all of the vehicles that are moving across the country and yeah. Uh, yeah. You just hope that things like this don't happen. And right. For, we obviously have, I, I can't remember anything like this happening to this degree, but no, not at hope all. It, just hope it doesn't happen again. Hope it doesn't happen again. Uh, very sad things. Um, so news in NASCAR. That's what we do. We bring the news to the people. Yeah. Um, okay. New roles in the NASCAR front office. Steve O'Donnell is going to move over to be the chief operating officer, and Ben Kennedy is going to work with him as the senior VP of racing development and strategy, and they're going to work together and are just going to fix NASCAR. Yep. Uh, This is just another uh, evolution of the executive level of the sport. Uh, Ben Kennedy has done a lot to influence the changes in the schedule recently. Um, So, I mean, obviously, the more roles that he can take... 
he seems like a bright guy. Um, his him being involved in this level of NASCAR has been good. Um, former, of course, Truck Series driver and winner at Bristol. He has a win at Bristol under his belt. So Hello. good for Ben Kennedy. Um, but it's I, I have to take the opportunity to say, you know, whatever they do up there is great. I'm just glad that we don't have Brian France anymore. Thank God. Uh, we don't have Brian France ruining NASCAR anymore. There's a lot of work that they have to do to get the sport better. Um, but I, you know, I see, obviously, we, when you talk about a business there, you don't know what kind of role. I, right. like, I don't know anything about, but I have a, I have a freaking degree in business. I have no idea what any of this means or what their rule, roles are. But you'd think if he, you know, promotions are good for people yeah. that are doing well. And for all intents and purposes, these people are doing a lot better than Brian France did. So, yes. And these uh, are people that actually yeah. want to work with people to fix the sport and make it yeah. better for not only the drivers, but also the fans. Uh, so I I love it. Like you said, uh, they were, Ben was a key part in getting the getting the schedule worked out yeah. and getting and making changes and, and trying stuff out, which we had never seen before. We never seen new stuff being tried. Right. Right. So that's happening. So obviously this is a, this is a, uh, a positively remarked uh, move happening. So yay for them. You know what? Yes. <laughs> Good for them. On my end, all I heard was just like two claps and it faded out. So it sounded like just like the like the most forced applause ever. Just yeah. like, yay, business. Yeah, basically. Uh, okay, F1 news. Hello. All right. We got some we got some politics to talk here. All right. Go on. <laughs> we have some we have some world politics to discuss. All right. So everybody knows. So how about that gas prices, huh? You know what's going on? There's a war going on <laughs> on the other side of the world. Yep. Uh, so with that, uh, we have, uh, this, we have tied this into the only American operated formula one team of Haas, of course, owned by Gene Haas of Stuart Haas racing, uh, in the cup series. Um, he has two drivers of, uh, Mick Schumacher, son of Michael Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin, who is the son of a Russian oligarch who owns a company that I cannot pronounce in Russia. Uh, and largely, Nikita Mazepin had his ride in the Haas car uh, last year in Formula One due to the sponsorship dollars that have been poured into the team um, by his father under the condition that Nikita is put in the car. Uh, at the beginning of last season, a video came came out of him groping a woman. So everybody wanted him you know, not to run. Um, he pretty much instantly was a, a back. He was the, the back, the backiest of backmarkers and one of the worst drivers ever seen in Formula One. He finished 21st out of 20 drivers last year, uh, which is a feat in and of itself. Uh, overall, he's got a weird face, uh, and uh, he's just he doesn't seem like the greatest kind of guy, and he's also a bad race car driver. So uh, once they had the excuse of cutting ties with Russia and eliminating the sponsorship of Nikita's father, uh, we're bringing in a former driver for Haas. Kevin Magnussen is returning to the seat, to hopefully bring Haas away from the last row on the Formula One grid. Bam. Uh, I, I know next to nothing about Formula One, so I hope I did pretty good there. Uh, okay, but... so <laughs> that was incredible. Cause I, <laughs> so I know that there's the, the F1 documentary that's on Netflix, and that got a lot of people interested in the F1, and then they started uh, watching it a lot. I did not watch the documentary, and I vaguely watched F1, but you watched a lot of F1. Yeah, last year I, I, I became a Formula One viewer, 
And you're, you know what? That's that's a good, it's a good time. Yeah. Shout out to Formula One, everybody. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Formula One. Yeah. I mean, we can we can if if a car is going in a circle of any kind, we'll talk about it. Yeah. It's a it's a weird looking circle. Yeah. Like you throw a rubber band on the ground and it's kind of all like yeah, you know. That's yeah. What Formula One. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh. So. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up because it seemed like a big deal and everybody on Twitter was very happy about it. Yeah, people like Kevin Magnuson. Uh, he looks like he had been doing sports cars the last couple of years. Um, he left Haas either two years ago or the year before. I can't remember how long ago, but um, he had brought them, he had built them up to a better team than, right. than, they, had, than they had, and they have taken a sharp decline since. Um, so good for an American Formula One team. Uh, that's good. Um, hopefully we'll have a second one with Andretti soon. Uh, yeah, that's just good. Good for Kevin Magnus. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we got that F1 news check. Uh, this one I found earlier today on Twitter and it made me happy. Brad Keselowski has announced his throwback paint scheme for Darlington and he's going with Mark Martin's 2004 Viagra car. It's not Viagra. It's going to be like socios.com, which might be a crypto situation. Who knows? <laughs> uh, if, if we don't know what it is, just call it a crypto situation. There's yeah. a pretty good chance you'll be right. Honestly, that's how I feel. Uh, but I will kind of squint my eyes and just pretend like it's the Viagra car. Yeah. And uh, the one thing from the render, it looks like they took the, the, it's the, so there was two Viagra cars that year. There's the black and the white one. This is the white one. Right. Which I, I, pref- I don't know. I, I think they only ran it that one year, but. Oh, it's a good looking car. It's a good looking car. But it kind of had this blue circle over this, like behind the six on the driver's door. But since the, the, uh, since the, the numbers are moved forward, it looks like they just left that outline like <laughs> on the door. It just kind of looks weird. But, you know, hopefully that's the other, that's the kind of problem with doing the throwbacks. I think at this point, you know, we can kind of, now that we don't have the same number placement, we don't have to force the throwbacks every year. I don't sure. think, I think just let, let them go back to whatever they're doing because i think it, it's been or oh my god we've been doing that for like seven years while now, now but um shout out to jeff gordon the year that they did throwbacks he did a throwback at bristol instead um but cheated <laughs> the that, system i love it he, he ran the the butt ugly 3m car yeah. in 2015 at darlington yeah uh but uh Hopefully the teams can figure out, you know, ways to make to blend the cars a little better to work with the new number placement. But either way, uh, the car looks fantastic. Car because, looks good. Yeah, car it's just a good looking car. I am a little upset he didn't go with the Bugles car. Um, that's my favorite Mark Martin car. <laughs> I know that. I think you. I think that was his Bush Series car. I don't even. It know might have been. It, yeah. I don't even I'm, think I'm it was in the Cup it, yeah. Series. Uh, but <laughs> and it may. I don't even know if he was number six in the Bush Series. I'm gonna be honest with you. Why Little isn't he running? 60. Why isn't he going to run his 01 U.S. Army car? Yeah. Come on, Roush. Why wouldn't you let him run a, a, gin, a, gin ra- a Bobby Ginn racing car? Yeah, come, come on. on. He almost won a 500 with that car. Yeah. Put some respect on the name. Respect. Yeah. All right, Griff. Uh, let's go to Phoenix. Let's go to Phoenix. I don't know if you could hear that, but the car I, just I, went I, by. I, I heard it go by. Okay. It, it, <laughs> Right. Just heard, yeah, it stopped. We're Stalled. going to Phoenix. It is a one mile, low banking, very weird shaped track. They've reconfigured it. Uh, there's a spot on the track where they could go like 17 wide. Uh, and then there's a part <laughs> where they can only go two wide. And yeah. the uh, the start finish line is in the middle of a corner. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I've, that's good. I, I texted you this and I cannot confirm it, but. 
Twitter, everything I've seen on Twitter this week is saying that the way that Phoenix is now is mm-hmm. the most fun track on iRacing. So this brings up the question for you as a as an avid viewer of NASCAR for a long time. Um, we've kind of gone through three different Phoenixes, three yeah. Phoenicians yep. over the last over a decade. Um, like when we were a kid, it was a traditional layout. They had right. grass where the dog leg is. Right. So you could, it was just a rumble strip. Uh, this that was the Phoenix that I was best at on NASCAR 2006. Yep. Um, I was undefeated. I would could not lose a Phoenix. Uh, then they opened up the dog leg in 2011, where you can go 17 wide. Then a couple years ago, they moved the start finish line uh, to right in front of the dog leg. So right after what used to be one and two. Yes. And uh, my question just is, to, well, before you yeah. ask the question, just to yes. add to that, the yeah. garage experience and the infield experience that, that they looks redid really nice. looks incredible. Yeah. And I think somebody should pay for us to go. Yep, absolutely. Right. Just, if you want to send us to yeah. Phoenix, just throwing that not, out there. Maybe not this weekend. No, uh, no, little short notice. Although I'd love to go. I, I'm uh, going to be honest. If somebody said it like right now, we could we could adjust. We could, we could figure it out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, let's see. Race is Sunday. I mean, I'd have to take a day off of work. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be wild to go for we'll championship weekend, though. It would be wild. Be I was cool. just thinking, like, I've been to some IndyCar championships, um, but not that does not compare to what a NASCAR championship race should be like. So, right. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Anywho, sorry to interrupt. Uh, but what is your favorite uh, iteration of Phoenix's uh, right. layout in yeah. terms of the racing that occurs there? Yeah. So here's the thing. I've never liked Phoenix. Okay. I don't know why. I just, I, I didn't like, or well, I didn't like the old one because on NASCAR Thunder 2004, uh, you had the break. And at the yeah, time of playing that game, I did not like to break. No. Uh, so I didn't like that. Uh, I thought the the middle of the two layouts of phoenix i thought or what it was before they redid it this last time i thought Mm -hmm. that one was the worst didn't i didn't like that one um Mm. but this new one and i i don't know if it's because i don't like that the championship round is at phoenix i don't yeah i I don't don't think that that should be the championship race no and i mean i We've already discussed I do not like the playoff format. You don't like the right. playoff format. Nope. It's stupid and dumb. I don't like that it comes down to just that one day at Phoenix that's going to determine the champion for the year. Yeah. And I felt the same way about it at Homestead, you know? Mm-hmm. But I am excited for this race because I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. I Yeah, neither do I. So... By the end of this weekend, we may be recording the the recap episode for Phoenix, and I could tell you it's my new favorite track. I don't yeah, know, right? Because that's, that's what's every, so fun. Yeah, we we have literally no idea. Because Vegas was kind of a boring race, and then last week, or but prior to this year, Vegas was kind of a boring race. Yeah, and last week it was pure chaos, and it was incredible. So I don't know what what to expect, but I guess to answer your question, the way it is now is kind of fun. I kind. The mm-hmm. corkiness of having the start finish line in the middle of that dogleg corner is kind of fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I it's hard for me to to recall like where the cars are, um, because I'm so used to the old style of Phoenix and sure. where the uh, um, yeah, the I'm still yeah, I'm still I'm still used to the old way of Phoenix as well. But it still, I mean, I I like a shorter track. It's not a short track. People will tell you it's a short track. It's not a short track. So it's, it's a mile. Come on. Yes. Um, but but it yeah, races. I, it races like a short track. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I just like the dog life. I like drivers bottoming me out and cutting the course. Sure. Like, imagine people doing that at Daytona, just going through, like, just pay, <laughs> pave the trioval grass. You know what I would like? I would like to, on the back stretch of Daytona, I think they should be allowed to go all the way down there. And use all that room and then have to bunch back up before the corner. Yeah. Why get rid not? of the yellow line rule. Yeah. Why not? That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, anyways, so mile track, low banking, lots of lots of braking involved and lots of people in your way involved as well. Uh, we're going to have an ARCA race. We're going to have an Xfinity race and a cup race. So we have a triple header just minus the trucks. Uh, everybody's going to get a practice, a qualifying and a race. And Griffin... I found something out that might be incredible that you might be interested in. On all three days, there is either <laughs> one to three Lucha Libra wrestling matches happening in the infield. I'm, I am I love it. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> like now, this, this begs another question. Okay. Who in the uh, NASCAR garage, regardless of... Uh, of their uh, what series they drive for, who would be the most entertaining professional wrestler? Oh, that's not the question I thought you were going to ask. <laughs> uh, professional wrestler. Kurt Busch would be funny. Kurt Busch would be funny. He'd be a funny guy. Yeah. Who are you but thinking? I feel, uh, it's got to be Kyle. J- oh, but, just like Because the... it doesn't matter how what kind of good guy you have. You have to have a foil. Yeah, and he's, he's the, the foil. heel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kurt versus Kyle would guy. be kind of wild. Yeah, brother versus brother. Yeah. So I thought you were gonna ask me like what matchup I would like to see. And I would also I would, I would also like to know that. Yeah, I mean Ty Gibbs versus Ryan Teague right now would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good brush match. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh can I have Matt Kenseth versus versus Joey Logano? <laughs> we'll have that match now. How about and it'll be like doing Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk in twenty twenty two. How about uh Jeff Gordon versus Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick is the ref? Oh my god. See, that's perfect. That's that's good booking right there. Hello. And it's a lumberjack match too, so they have all the other crew guys around <laughs> <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Jimmy I'm, comes in to help uh, Jeff out a little bit. Got to run in. <laughs> my god, that's Jimmy Johnson's music. <laughs> uh and maybe uh, a uh Joey Logano versus Kyle Busch in a coal miners glove match. Yeah. You got to get the loaded glove to throw the final punch. Yeah. And it's at Martinsville. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Beautiful. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I guess that that's the answer to my question. Uh, <laughs> Friday is all ARCA. They're going to practice qualify and race. So that'll be the general tire 150. Uh, I love ARCA racing. Yes. I've learned to appreciate ARCA racing. One time when I was little, uh, the ARCAs were at Atlanta and I was kind of disappointed that we were going to see the ARCA race, but we weren't going to the big race. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Arca race. And I was like, that was a great time. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, cars on track. That's great. Cars on track. Yeah. So that's Friday. Saturday's uh, practice and qualifying and the race for, for Xfinity. Cup is going to practice and qualify on Saturday, too. And then Sunday is the big race. Uh, again, Phoenix, new cars. No idea what's going to happen. Uh, Griff, who's going to win the Ruoff Mortgage 500? Well, I have my pick, and I know that you're not going to pick him. Okay. Uh, I cannot remember. Uh, does the person with the most points pick first? Uh, you just I think pick. so. You can, I think you, you pick first, right? You have your guy, so I, I still have to figure it out. So you just go. Okay. 
no, no, that's not fair. Uh, because yeah, last week I know you picked Logano first, and I just picked Kyle Larson because you didn't pick him. Okay, am I still so in first? You are ahead by nine points. I had a big Ooh. week last week picking Kyle Larson. Okay. Um, so it's one twelve to one o three. So I have to give you the floor. Okay. Uh, to make your to make your choice. Okay. Um. All right. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pull this out of the bag right now. He has not won a race in a very, very long time. All right. I think he makes a statement this weekend for whatever stupid reason. Going to go Kevin Harvick. Harvick. Okay. I was kind of afraid for a second that you're about to pick my pick because my pick also, well, hasn't won, has won more recently than Kevin Harvick and conveniently is his teammate in the number 10 Smithfield Ford. That's going to be Eric Almirola. <laughs> wow. That's, Eric's going to get go it done for, him huh? for consistency. Uh, I can see it happening. Okay. Uh, we He wanted a mile-long track last year. Yeah. So why not? Let's right. see. Let's make it happen. I love it. I love it. So we're going. We're just going Stuart Haas, boys. Yep. This is a Stu- for no reason. Right. We are go- both going Stuart Haas, despite uh, really not having a good reason to do so. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll see how that works. So Sunday morning, you make some Smithfield sausage, and then yep. I'll just drink some Bush Lights. Yeah. Perfect. Problem solved. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know. Kevin Harvick is, he's kind of always around. Yeah, this and, is his best track, yeah, for sure. Or he, traditionally, this in Atlanta. Yeah. These are his tracks. Yeah. Uh, historically, yes, these are his tracks. But he just also, it seems like with Phoenix, more recently, he's had the car and then something happens and he's done, you know? Right. So I'm hoping that the something that happens doesn't happen. <laughs> you hope that nothing happens and he wins. Correct. Yes. So I'm um, yeah, I'm gonna pull for I'm gonna pull for Kevin Harvick this weekend. All right. Not but of course, pick. again, and I can't stress this enough, should Chase or Bubba win, we're good. Yeah, that's that's all we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Uh anything else Phoenix wise before we wrap this thing up? That's all I got Phoenix wise. Okay. Um uh, big shouts to Bubba Wallace for not uh, killing Eric Jones. Uh, that's my boy. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Make sure you follow us on the Twitters at the Tandem Draft and Instagram at the mm-hmm. Tandem Draft. Subscribe to the podcast. We have a very good time doing this. Uh, next week, we will recap Phoenix. We will very much look ahead to Atlanta because I'm very excited for the Atlanta race. Uh, and maybe by then I will be an iRacing champion. Yep, yeah, you will be the new uh, NASCAR iRacing Series champion, and you'll already have a ride in the truck series. That's the plan. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And right after this, make sure you listen to the recap of the race documentary for Bubba Wallace on Netflix. Let's go, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs>